0: Welcome to The Underground. Turn me up, bitch! My Little Underground with Peter A. It's My Little Underground. I'm Peter A. Make sure you're subscribed anywhere you get podcasts and follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Pod, And you can also follow me, Peter A., on Twitter and Instagram at Peter underscore A. And today on the show, we have Claudia Renee, the host of the Ambition Hour podcast, and co-owner of WTW Records. And we talked about what she looks for in an artist, and her Instagram open mics, the Versus series, local Miami artists to check out, Moesha, and so much more right here on My Little Underground. Okay, Claudia, welcome to My Little Underground. So good to have you. I am
1: so happy to be here, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you're you're the co-owner of uh, WCW Worth the Rate right Records, Cor- right? Correct. So for how long how long was this?
1: Um well, the company has been around for around 10 years, but we honestly started taking everything a lot more seriously um 2 years ago I would say in 2018. That's when we buckled down and just focused on the vision and um it coming into fruition. So yeah.
0: So you you were part of like the the genesis of how the company started? Yeah, for sure. Or did you join? No, okay. no, no,
1: yeah, it's cool. um between my brother, um some of our homeboys that we grew up with, and myself. And it was just something that it started. I would say in like 20, 2011. and it was it was just because like uh, my brother he he met um one of the artists that is on the label now, and you know they both found out that they they rapped so you know, Worth the Weight came like that. And I always wanted to be like a part of a record company. And I always um like looked up to like Rockefeller and, and things like that. So I always wanted to be like an A&R and work at a record company. So that's how I came into into play. I'm not an artist. I'm just like the A&R. I'm the executive producer, et cetera, et cetera.
0: So what's your day to day like? My, For WTW,
1: my day to day, basically, it's 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 um, promoting the music. That's something that's important. But I I feel like um, what people don't see is the listening to songs <laughs> every day. Like um, I have uh, we're in a group chat, so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of like. Are the, the, all of the artists and the label are in the group chat, so they're always sending songs and who wants to jump on this? And do you guys like this? What should I change? And then it comes down to also like the mixing and the it, it's it, it's not a it's not like a day to day when it comes to it. It's just part of my life. So whenever something happens that has to do with the label, I automatically drop whatever it is that I'm doing and I focus on it um but yeah like as far as like even like the mixing process like I'm a part of that as well um when the projects get mixed down um and the titles of the songs the album and yeah it's um it's different for me cuz I'm not an artist I know the artists they're always recording songs like my brother records like songs almost every day so it's very different for me
0: so like as a person that it's involved with, you know, the music industry and you're doing media. And at the same time, you're a music fan. So is there any time where you might share a song that you like, and then somebody might slide into your DMs and say, hey, I see you promote artists. Can How about hooking me up? You ever been through that? Because I have. I've definitely, because people get it confused. Like, if I share an artist that I like, it's just because it's an artist that I like. I'm not, quote unquote, promoting them. Have you been through that at all?
1: Oh, yeah. Especially in the beginning of the podcast. That was something that I was going through a lot. Um, But in the beginning of the podcast, which was two years ago, um, I would ask artists to send me music. And artists would send me music. But after a while, it was just becoming so overwhelming because some of the music that people send is not that good. Of course. (laughs) So you're like listening and you're like trying to and you're like, "Uh, I want to help you, but like I don't, but I get music sent to me all the time. And once people meet me in person and then they find out what I do, like it's automatically like, hey check my music out or sometimes it'll be like a friend of mine, a homegirl of mine. And they'll be like, Hey, I have a friend who he's does music and I know you have a podcast and I think he should be on. And it's just like, you probably don't even listen to his music because I did. And you should know, (laughs) and you should know that it's not that good. So, but yeah, (laughs) but yeah, that definitely happens all the time, all the time, all the time.
0: I definitely share that experience. Yeah. Yeah. So is a WTW a genre specific or will you work with a punk band if if it tickles your fancy?
1: I'm sure we're open to that. Um right now it's basically all of the artists that we have are hip hop based artists and then we have a singer. And but yeah, all of the artists are rappers and yeah, I'm sure one of them is going to tap into like Spanish music like reggaeton or Spanish trap. Um, there we yeah, go. for sure. That's, I know that's something that one of the artists, um, laid back Sosa has done before. So it's not something that like, we're not, we're not trying to put anybody in a box right now. We only have seven people on the label and all of them are part of hip hop. Um, I would hate to put, um, a cap on what we can accomplish as a label.
0: What, what are some ideal characteristics uh, of artists you would, you would consider, working with with WTW? Like, when you get an artist sent to you, what's something that, like, jumps out at you that you look for when wanting to work with certain artists?
1: Well, for myself, um, I would say it's consistency. That's, like, the main thing. For me, I feel once you're consistent and you really want something, then we can work with you, you know? If your music is good, um, because we're going to give you... Whatever it is that you need for you to get your music out, pictures, etc., cetera. But if there isn't any consistency or like um, commitment from you, I feel like those two things are something that are super important and not just with the label. This is just in general. Like I want to work with people who are committed and consistent. Period. So that's something that's very important to me. But as far as the music goes, um, you know, it has to sound good. Also, a main thing that I look for um, when like I know the last artist that we signed, we actually signed two artists at the same time and it was um, Beautiful Detta and also another artist called Gauze. And both of them, when I first heard them, for me, what caught my attention was their voice. I'm really big on voices. So that's something else that's important. So commitment, consistency, and you got to have a good voice, man. Because with a good voice, you can put on any beat and it's going to sound good. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So yeah.
0: <laughs> so how can WTW Records help artists?
1: Um, We can help artists um, reach the potential that it is that they are afraid to reach on their own. Um, I feel like right now what is happening is um, artists are, you know, going to these really big record companies and um, the record companies are doing like what they want with these artists. And for us, I feel like we do it ourselves. Everything that we do, we do ourselves. We do You know, the music videos, the posting, the everything, it puts the artist way more in control of the music that they want to put out. So I feel like that's something that we give the most is like we give you the control, the creative control that you need to flourish to be the best artist that you can be.
0: So transitioning into the Ambition Hour podcast, I remember watching some of your early stuff and it was very uh, interview based with the WCW YouTube channel. But what I've noticed in, in, you know, recent episodes, it kind of evolved into a more conversational, topical-based, discussion-based format. Is that fair to say? Yeah.
1: Yes. Um. Well, in the beginning, my original plan with the Ambition Hour podcast was to have the guest, to have someone come in, because I always wanted to, like, interview my favorite artist. That was something that I and I would see on TV and I was like, dang, I want to do that. Like I want to interview artists and not to say that, I mean, the the past couple of, of episodes, like we've been on, you know, in quarantine and we do have an in-house studio where we do record the podcast. So, you know, I wouldn't have anybody come over to our home with the pandemic happening. Um, but the trends. Because I still have guests like I can have a guest and I can also not have a guest like that's something that we're very I'm very big on is that if I want to have 20 episodes where it's just me by myself having a conversation about something, then that's going to happen. If I want to have a guest come on and we're going to have a conversation or it's going to be like an interview, then that's going to happen as well. There's really no limit to what it is that I do when it comes to that. It can just be a conversation base where we're talking about what's happening in in entertainment and music and the world. Or it can just be me talking about, like, my dating experiences. Like, it can literally be anything.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's a fact. Your most recent recent episode was so, you know, it was kind of just you and what you think of certain things like the new Beyonce visual uh, video on uh, Disney Plus or you know, the upcoming versus battle, it's just kind of, and it flows very, very well. It's like a regular conversation. And I love stuff like that. And I'm, I'm kind of the same way in that regard.
1: Thank you. I wa- always wanted it to be like, you called me up and we just had a conversation, but I was the only one talking. <laughs> that's <kind> of, <laughs> yeah. That's kind <laughs> of like what I, not what I go for, but that's what I know is happening. And that's what, cause I know when like my best friends, they listen to the episodes, they're like, I literally just felt like we were just talking on the phone or like we were just talking shit with each other. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want. And then when a guest comes, guess what? It's literally the same thing with a guest. And of course, we're going to highlight what it is that the artist is doing or the guest. um, Because I've had other people that are not like artists come on the podcast. Um, Of course, like we ask questions about them, like, hey, how, like what What are you promoting? What are you doing? Et cetera, et cetera. But we also I like to talk. I like to ask them about, you know, things that are happening like in music, like, okay, so have you listened to this? Have you like like, you know, it's always I it's just a conversation. It's it's uh, the word interview just sounds like I'm trying to get a job or something. But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Well said. laughs>
1: but, yeah, so that's just pretty much, like, how it is with the Ambition Hour podcast. It's just, it's a vibe.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I heard Big Boy say that he just talks to them. He just has a conversation. And that's that's what I hear when I watch his interviews. And that's exactly what I do. I'm just I'm just talking. He does great and interviews. Yes, he, oh, God, phenomenal. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, he does. He does really good ones. I've seen a couple.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, with, with all this and, and a lot of these, you know, podcasts and, and whatever, you know, interview is very difficult because you don't want it to sound like question and answer. You know, you want it to be a conversation, but that has to be natural. Oh, yeah. So with uh, in the beginning of this podcast, was it just, did it start out as just an audio visual representation of what you're doing at WTW records like when did you decide that okay ambition hour is going to be its own entity or is it
1: it is its own entity um i would say uh the podcast started cuz um well i i've always like imitated that I was, like, hosting a show since I was, like, 12 years old. And I've always been told, like, you have a really good voice and you have a really good state because I've also, like, hosted events. So the stage presence and, you know, being able to move a crowd, et cetera, et cetera. And um, after some time, like, I had put that on the back burner. That was a dream that I had, but I put it on the back burner. I felt like that wasn't going to come to life. And after some time and after, like, you know, life <laughs> – it was just a decision that i had to make like listen um i got inspired by drink champs i watched that and i was like hey like i really like that and i remember asking my brother just being like hey so how can we get something like that with me being the host you know getting some independent artists in here um it'll bring like awareness of course to the label because it's you know it's on worth the weight tv and worth the weight radio so It it just became something that it was like, this is a dream that I'm just going to follow and I'm going to, to take it to wherever it is that God wants me to take it to. And so, yeah, so I would say that that's how it got started. It was just like me being like, I see this. I like it. I wanted to have a radio show, but I don't I wanted it to be independent. I wanted me to be the one who was in charge of everything, the topics, the time, the editing, the everything like we do everything. I. Like, my brother does a part. I do the other part. So it's just, um, it, it just started because it was just an ambitious ass girl <laughs> who wanted, you know, her own show and got it. So, um, and did it. And when we first started, it wasn't easy. It, the visual and audio was, like, crazy. Like, we would have to do, like, crazy ass shit to get the audio and the visual the beginning, you would see the visuals and the visuals would just be 30 minutes because we would just record the interview part of the episode and never like the rest of the episode. So, so yeah, so that's how it came about. I hope I answered that correctly or that you understand.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So with, with WTW Radio, now you have the Ambition Hour podcast. Is there any other forms of content that you're going to develop that's part of that WTW radio umbrella?
1: Um, Yes. As of right now, we haven't, I haven't like decided 100% what it is. Cause there's always, of course, there's always, I mean, come on, you're a content creator as well. And you have, you know, your show and, and things like that. So you know that there's always something brewing in your mind of what is next or what can happen. As of right now, we haven't really had any talks about like maybe bringing another show on or anything like that. Uh, My brother and I did do, um, it was a brother and it was called a brother and sister podcast. And um, that was something that we were um, bringing into, you know, the channel and stuff. So that's something that I would like to do more of because I feel like um, there isn't anything like that, like a brother and sister type of show where it just talks about like being siblings and just like you know what's the similarities that you have with your sibling and we also have well with the with the Worth the Wait Radio besides the podcast we have like all of the projects from Worth the Wait Records on there so that's something that is is all up on it's, it's all up on um WTW radio and as well as WTW TV so we have over like a hundred videos like music videos on Worth the Wait TV and that to me because that to me is crazy like when I think about that, like when we were shooting these videos ourselves, we were dropping them every single week. So it's always like a trial and error. You always want to see what works. Um, I, I never wanted to overwork myself when it came to this because I enjoy this so much. So once it becomes something that is just like, oh, like you don't want to do it anymore. So I feel like whatever comes natural is what's just going to eventually pop up on Worth the Way Radio
0: you said the, the right word, the keyword natural, yeah. because you know what? We, we have a lot in common when it comes to like content stuff, because our podcast dropped the same day <laughs> and what you, you and your brother, you're working on something. Me and my brother, we do a wrestling podcast too. And it's, it's kind of just two siblings talking like you said, yeah. but we're just talking about something specific, yeah. you know, is there, is there anything that you and your brother have a shared interest of that's outside of music that you would talk about?
1: Of course. We watch the same shows. Um, <laughs> so We watch the same pot. We listen and watch to the same podcast. So that's something that also brings us together. Like we listen to the JBP. So that's something that always brings us together. Um, movies, like he's one of the people that I can reference. I can say a- I can say like a little like little saying from a movie and he'll know exactly where it's from. I also, you know, we also share the same, you know, childhood. We were, we were raised by the same parents in a, two, like a two-parent household. So things, like, you know, things happen. <laughs> There's some things that happen in our childhood, you know, childhood trauma. We also share that as well. Um, That's something that I'm really big on talking about, and that's something that him and I always speak on because I don't want him to get to my age and not know that some of the things from his childhood, you know, is what, you know, caused certain things in his adulthood. So that's definitely something. Also, um, we also love um, uh, it's music. I was gonna say we love going to concerts. <laughs> um, another thing I would say is Disney. We both love Disney. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I know. I was yeah,
1: we both love Disney. We love going to Disney. So yeah, it's it's he's my best friend. So it's anything. It's you. We can say music, but it's everything.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, I think it's great that you and your brother are working together and creating something great. It's 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 awesome. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. So, when it comes to ambition, Hour podcast, why should people listen to your podcast? Like, what what makes your show stand out amongst the rest?
1: Well, the ambition, Hour podcast, stands out amongst the rest because it's me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I just feel like this is a podcast like my podcast is something that someone can listen to that doesn't live in America and know exactly what's happening here maybe not fully or maybe not like all the bullshit that's happening but as far as like what's going on in music entertainment even like because I talk about like sometimes award shows and the nominees and there's just so many things and it's like I talk about personal development and becoming the best version of yourself so why wouldn't you want to listen to a podcast that just is trying, is helping you becoming the best version of yourself. So that would be like my number one response. It's, it's, if you want, like, you know, if you want to become the best version of yourself, like listen to the ambition, our podcast.
0: Well said, that's perfect. So when it comes to being inspired by, you, you know, you're inspired by drink champs and stuff like that. Um, do you ever feel like, you may be weighing your inf- wearing your influences on your sleeve a little bit. Do you ever catch yourself like, oh, wait, that's something that this podcast does a lot. Maybe I should stop that or maybe just do it in my own way.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, what happens to me is uh, I listen to the J- I listen to the Joe Budden podcast and sometimes there are certain topics that I know I want to talk about and they end up talking about it and then it's like, oh. <laughs> so I would say it's more along – it's more – topics than what I'm actually doing like what I do and how I do it nobody else does it this way like it is is that that's just how it is like th- there's certain topics that definitely happens that I would say like maybe another thing that is it just popped into my head sorry is um we like to make noise when the when the podcast first starts so that's something that of course we got like from drink champs. Cause the whole, like the whole thing is their thing is makes the noise. and Everybody goes crazy in the room, which is a lot of fun. I've been to a live, um, recording of drink champs. So I, I I noticed that, but besides that, I wouldn't say anything else is that I see that I'm just like, dang girl, you just jocking their whole style.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just something that we like, we kind of, like, at least for me, I'm very conscious of, You know, am I ripping somebody off or not? But, you know, some things that we may think that we're stealing from, that person may have stolen from somebody else. Not only, and sorry, no, um, sorry, I was just
1: gonna say, not only that, uh, you can take or, yeah, you can take somebody's way of doing something, but at the end of the day, when you do it, you still do it your way. So it's kind of like not the same because (laughs) because you're still yeah because you're still doing it your way so it's it's like that I feel
0: (laughs) talk to me about your open mic live streams that you've been doing weekly
1: oh I haven't done it recently but I did that because man I this year I said it I was like this year I'm gonna be hosting open mics at like venues here in Miami and I want to put on for like the independent artists um in And then the virus happened, <laughs> Corona happened. And I would see other people just doing like these open mics. And I'm like, damn, that's a great idea. Like doing an open mic on Instagram live. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know what artist is going to get on. And it was literally just like, I'm just going to start it. Like, I'm just going to do it. Um, The idea of the name was um, the can y- It was called the Can Y'all Hear Me? Open mic, and the idea of the name came because of Zoom calls. You know when you're like, "Hey, can y'all hear me?" Like in a group. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so
0: we did that today. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. So it's like it's like that. It's like it was it was like a uh, it was a platform for people to be heard. So that's how that um that started up. I'm gonna possibly start it again. Um, it's just sometimes with that, like, you have to like see, like, okay, so. It worked this time, it didn't work this time, it was different this time, no artist came on this time. So it it's 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 always trial and error with certain things. You just you just have to like figure it out and then or get rid of it completely and just start something new.
0: And the one thing I notice about your open mics is that I've been in a couple. A lot of your artists, their quality has been pretty solid. You know, I can hear everything, even the instrumental, and it's only through Instagram Live. And I have to give it up to the professionalism of some of your artists. I think it's great.
1: No, I had this one, um, this one artist. His name is Citizen, and he had like a backdrop. And he had like, a, he had like a microphone and everything. And I was just like, I'm asleep. I don't even have a backdrop. I think I got a backdrop like later on that week. And I just changed, it just changed the vibe of the open mic. But yeah, no, definitely. I ha- I've had, yeah, some, I even had like a piano player. Like.
0: I know. That was
1: insane. <laughs> it was yeah. so dope. But yeah. You were serenaded. Yeah, I was, yeah, no, I was serenaded. I was in love and he played, um he played a, a Disney song. So he got me
0: wow unbelievable uh, versus let's talk about versus uh what's your favorite so far
1: of course it's bounty killer and um Be- beanie man and then the second one is uh the dmx and snoop dog i'm really excited for the one tonight because it's one of my favorite actually I- i'm 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 making it seem like i'm not a two chains fan i really love two chains but man rick ross is just rick ross like and I'm from Miami, so, like, <laughs> so like I'm from Miami, and then, like, growing up hearing him and just seeing, like, his growth, and, you know, I've heard the, most of his projects, so it's, yeah, I'm, but, yeah, those are my, those are my favorite versus battles so far.
0: What is a versus battle that you would like to see?
1: Ooh, ah, I would love, someone said that Jay-Z and Beyonce should do a, a versus, <laughs> And I agree because I love both of them, um, but that's never going to happen. But I guess I never thought of it. There's one that they've been talking about, which is Usher and Chris Brown. I would like to see that as well. Um, I'm trying to see, like, who specifically I would like to see. I, I would just honestly, like, Jay-Z is someone who I would want to see Nas um, against somebody. I saw Juicy J was trying to go against him, and I don't know how well that's going to go for him. but. I don't know I don't I I I never really thought of like who should go against each other (laughs) or like because I even think about it I'm like who else are they going to get you know like who else are they going to get to versus each other because I I don't I wouldn't know I would I feel like it's something that um Swiss and Timbaland have been doing so well and their team because I um, met when well, I didn't meet, but I, I joined like this, this zoom conference and one of the women that is um, behind the versus battle was on the call. And so she talked about like all of the things that happened behind the scenes. And so I'm just very grateful that they do that and I don't have to worry about it. Um, but yeah, so Jay Z and Beyonce would be my answer, I guess.
0: I think if Jay Dilla was still alive, I would love to see a Jay Dilla and Madeline versus that would be
1: incredible. That would be nice that actually would be I, i'm thinking now um imagine uh a, a versus with tribe and like somebody else oh boy. i don't know that would be kind of raw that would be kind of raw tribe and de la
0: so. yeah, that's that the first sick. that was the
1: first per, that was the, uh, the yeah. first person that i thought of like i was like tribe and dela um because of course like it's uh, they're always like in the same sentence so yeah that would be that would be awesome i would love it um r.i.p to five
0: yeah. Um I saw I, I only saw one versus I saw Premier and Riza because I love those two. That was absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah. That one was dope. Um that one I saw it and I've seen the majority of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I've seen another one that's my a favorite of mine is the Erica Badu and Jill Scott one. That one just cleansed my spirit. So that was a really good one. Um but yeah, the the there was other ones that were really good. Uh like you said, the um the Riza and DJ Premier was really good. I also felt like the Jonta and um who was it, Neo? Yeah, the Jonta Janta and um Neo was a really, really good verses as well. Those were like the earlier ones. Um, I was really happy once they transitioned into once they did the Beanie Man and 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 um and bounty killer one, when it was like they were in the same place together, I feel like once that happened, it just took verses to the next level. And um yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's 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 what the culture needed right now.
0: Are there any Miami artists that you think I should pay attention to
1: besides the one on Worth the Wait?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, any anyway, I don't care who it is.
1: Um, of course there is. Um, the ones uh, obvi- The ones from Worth the Wait are Hav, um, Spitz, uh, Laidback Sosa, CAB. Um, Gauze isn't from here, so I won't say him. And then um, Beautiful Detta. But uh, besides those artists, I would say um, there's another one. His name is called Flight, um, and he is with One Way. He's a really good artist. I've been on, in the studio with him. We have worked with him a lot, actually. The boys have done so many songs with him. Because um, we met him at an open mic down here in Miami at Miami Live. And uh, the songs that we j- they just come up together is just so awesome. So I would say him, Flight. Um, also Flyboy, which is also a part of his camp. Another one, he's from here, but he lives in New York. His name is John Fifth. He is one of my favorite artists, like period. Um, so he's a really dope artist. As well as he also works with another artist, which his name is Dino. He is he does live here. So he's another great artist as well. Um, I would say who else? I'm like trying to think. Those are like the artists that I would I would recommend for you, like off the top of my head. Um, But yeah, there's definitely some other artists. There's a lot of there's a lot of people doing music down here. (laughs) It's sometimes overwhelming, but it's it's a lot. So, yeah. So those are the ones off the top of the dome.
0: What are some of your favorite albums of the year so far?
1: Ooh. Um, uh, hip-hop or R&B or everything.
0: <laughs> yes, of course, everything.
1: <laughs> um, definitely the Tiana Taylor project um, that she dropped this, like, r- last month. That's one of my favorite projects. Um, the Chloe and Halle project as well. Um, the Yo Hago Lo Que Me Da La Gana by uh, Bad Bunny that's another good project i really enjoyed um the freddie gibbs project the one that he recently dropped with mad lib um that was last year you're talking about alfredo i'm sorry uh, sorry. yeah alfredo um it's because you said mad lib earlier so my mind (laughs) (laughs) my mind just went there (laughs) oh man and pray for paris was dope as fuck that that is that's one of my favorite projects this year as well i'm looking through my music right now i'm gonna have to go to title hold on because that's some um the deluxe of the the gift dropped too and that's a good one um let me see Ooh, and i also like the flow millie project that just dropped i can't i can't i can't say it's a favorite yet but it's a really 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 good project i really enjoy it so good. Yeah, no, she's, 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 she's awesome. I'm excited um, to see if maybe um, Meg dropped it. Well, Meg did drop, but she dropped it earlier, but she dropped it because um, she was trying to just put out a project um, against her label or something like that. Like she did it like out of, right. out of like being a rebel. Fuck with that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So is there anything that you're looking forward to? You know, you talked about West Side Gun, Pray for Paris. He has a shady debut coming out uh, later this month, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you're asking if I'm excited, like for anything else, or yeah, um, yeah. yes, I would say I'm excited to see. Hopefully, we get a Kendrick project this year. Mm. <laughs> I'm hoping for that. I've been hoping for it since last year. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Another um person that I'm looking for. Uh, I mean, because Griselda, like let's be real, they're dropping stuff like. I feel like almost every other two weeks or something like that. So getting excited <laughs> yeah. isn't even the thing anymore. Um, another person that I would like to see a, a full project from is Skip Marley. Um, he he dropped a song with her that is just so beautiful, and I would love to see that come into a project. So that's somebody that I would like to hear a full project from. I also would like um, another project, um, like from Ari, from Ari Lennox. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, Shea Butter Baby was like a really, really good, um, was a really good project and it just helped me transition into my 30s very beautifully. So, um, I don't know about any other projects that may be dropping. Maybe you can let me know and I'll let you know if I'm excited for them. (laughs) But yeah, that, as far as that, that's what I'm hoping for as far as music goes. Like my projects that I would like to drop.
0: Well, as we're speaking, Benny the Butcher. Speaking of Griselda, he dropped the Gangsta Girls mixtape with DJ Drama with him and his BSF crew. And It's pretty oh, good. Oh
1: wow. He when did he drop it? T- right yeah. now or today? Yeah. He dropped it today. Oh yeah. Yep. I saw him yeah, it was really I good. saw him do an interview. Um, cause he was on the Joe Budden podcast.
0: Yeah. I and
1: saw I love him. He's so he's so dope. Like they asked him something, I forgot what it was that they asked him, and he just responded so like that man is so ghetto. <laughs> he's so... He's so... Not ghetto. He's gutter. Like, he's so gutter. So, I love artists like that. He he was... I can't... I cannot remember... Oh, um, it was about Meg getting shot. Oh,
0: boy. Yeah.
1: And he was just kind of like, like, oh, what happened? Like, did, did something happen? Like, was... Did something happen? Like, was an accident? Like, was he holding the gun? And then, like, you know, like, it was something, like, along those lines. And I remember Joe being like, oh, you know he a hood dude because he's over here. Like, oh, because when you're cleaning the Glock and this isn't that and this can happen and, like, all this stuff. <laughs> so I I just thought that that was, like, a real moment of him. And I, I love seeing those type of um moments with artists. Shout out to Benny, man. He follows me.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Not to brag, but... So
0: you've been tweeting a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool. No, it's great. (laughs) Now
1: you're probably going to go check.
0: (laughs) No, no. No. I'm not like, wow. You have to have like nothing going on in your life. to.
1: (laughs) That is very true, but you'd be surprised. Yeah.
0: How am I going to go, like, take the time out of my day (laughs) to find out? Well,
1: anybody who's listening.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you've been tweeting a lot about Moesha. Okay, Yeah. And how has this show impacted you at all?
1: Currently or when I was younger?
0: Sure. Both. both. Okay.
1: (laughs) When (laughs) I was younger, I saw it as a show that um, showed older people, like old, like, older cut like to me um growing up in Miami I didn't have my all of my family was in California so I always like I I always saw like that group of people as like my older family and so that was something that was kind of like um impactful for me when I was younger just seeing that and possibly the reason why my parents were like you shouldn't watch that show because um in Spanish it's called malcriada and um, the translation for what that is, it's like it's a, it's a it's a brat. It's a it's a girl who's spoiled, talks back, you know, does what she wants. And that was something that Moesha was. So um, I would say and, and also it, it it showed me um, like as far as her being a writer, like that impacted me when I was younger, because that's something that I like to do as well. I don't always talk about me and writing, but that's something that's really big because um, I always wanted to be a writer for Double XL. Or The Source or like one of those hip hop magazines. That was something that I wanted to do at 17. So I know that came from, you know, seeing Moesha and then just being inspired by her and her writing and then the poetry. And then even Andel, like how she just had like the open place for everyone. yeah, like Andel. she She is what she's goals. Dance. She's like what I want to be. Like I'm about to open up a smoothie shop and have open mics for people. Um... But yeah, that's something that like when I was younger now as an adult, I just see it very, very differently, very differently because I see, okay, yeah, she was a little bit of a brat and, you know, but Frank was also like, he was tripping. Like, I don't know what he, <laughs> I don't know what he, what, he, what he was on. Like he, but he, cause I feel like in that time specifically, um, women weren't 100% like, how can I say this? They weren't 100% independent. So men spoke to them in a way that they wanted to. Because it's like, well, I'm the one who brings the most money. And this, this, and that. And you're just the one who cleans. And you see that dynamic between him and D, And it works because of the time that it was happening. But you see a show right now, it's not the same thing. So, um, yeah. I would, And then the impact, of course. Like, you see who's been on the show. Like, Jodeci was, like, on, like, the first or second episode, if I'm not mistaken. And then you see, like the episode that I watched last night was Kobe. Was Kobe was on there? And then you see that Bernie Mac was on the show, and you just see so many different people that Frank's brother, yeah, and he was Bernie, yeah, again his name was Bernie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was awesome. And you just see like so many different things, and you kind of see like, oh wow, you know, Kim was was actually a really good friend. You know when you when I was a little young when I was younger and watching that show, not that I felt like Kim was like bad or anything, but you they just it it they just portrayed her as like a you know the fat friend, you know, and now it's just different. Now it's like it's Kim, you know, like that's the home girl right there. <laughs> like that's my homie. That's Moesha's homie. That's all of our homies. So the impact I feel like culturally has just been so beautiful from that show. I'm really happy that they brought it back. Um, because of that specific reason because it's just like it's like a time capsule
0: oh exactly and uh, a lot of those th- that show definitely aged very well especially some of the topics they talked about interracial dating you know j- racism yeah. <laughs> in general mm-hmm. um, sexism mm-hmm. and it's very interesting were you a-, a fan of the parkers
1: i was i would watch the parkers um yeah because i i loved kim <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think she definitely deserved her own spin-off because Kim was very, very charismatic. Yeah, and I
1: felt like the dynamic between her and uh, Monique was beautiful. Like, I felt like they played the mother-daughter roles very, very well. Monique is another woman, um, you know, that doesn't get enough flowers, I feel, because she has just done so much for comedy and shows. And, I mean, she used to host, like, she would host the BET Awards. And, like, you know, like, don't forget, like, who you know? <laughs> some of you guys came up watching, so yeah. So I I, I definitely love that and the whole like school dynamic and like yeah, it was it, it was a dope show. The Parkers, Parkers was a good one.
0: All right, Claudia, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, let people know what people can follow you and subscribe to the 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 Ambition Podcast.
1: Of course. Plug away. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so you can follow me on Instagram, um, Claudia Renee, and that's Renee with two E's and two underscores. And you can follow me on Twitter, which is A-U-D-I- underscore three thousand. Um and If you to listen to the podcast, we are everywhere. (laughs) It's called The Ambition Hour Podcast. And we are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. um, And we are also, all episodes are visually um, up on YouTube, um, which is on WTW-TV. You can also just search The Ambition Hour Podcast on YouTube and it will pop up. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Great! Yeah, <laughs> anytime. This is so much fun. Long time coming. It
1: was. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree.